0: John Collins. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin. And now it's time for Swoop Radio with your host. Josh Sanchez. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Swoop Radio. I am your host, Josh Sanchez, and man, what a week it's been in the sports world. We have a lot to talk about for you guys today. As you guys can tell, we are live streaming on Twitch.tv. All you have to do is search Swoop underscore RD underscore, and I'll pop right up. So for all my podcast listeners, give that video podcast a a chance to look at and into view. And for all my new listeners, you can tune in to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. So all you have to do is search Swoop Radio. So for today's topics, what we have in store for you guys, our first topic, we're going to talk about our Super Bowl pre- preview and also get into the picks. And also bets, I also, I'm going, I've placed 10 bets for the Super Bowl so far. And I'm thinking about adding more uh, before this weekend. Then we're going to get into the Matthew Stafford trade and also what this means for Carson Wentz and the Sean Watson, because both of these guys are looking to get traded. I know there's been a lot of reports about Carson Wentz, so we'll get into that later on the show. And then if we have enough time, we can get into a little bit of basketball talk because I did live stream the Tuesday game between the Clippers and the Nets. I can give some takeaways on that game and also talk about the Philadelphia 76ers. I call it their zone of death. Doc Rivers admitted, and I will get into that later, but Doc Rivers, a little snippet. Doc Rivers admitted that if the team ever was struggling, he would go to the zone. So, and we had a great great zone defense against Indiana Pacers. So I'll get into that. So those are the three topics that we are going to get into for today's podcast. And again, you can tune in on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Just search Swoop Radio and I'll pop right up. And also on twitch.tv at Swoop Radio, and not Swoop Radio, at Swoop underscore RD underscore. So without further ado, let's get started with today's podcast first topic the Super Bowl oh man we have two offenses that are absolute juggernauts in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs the Kansas City Chiefs are coming off of their best game their best performance wise of the season and man I'm just lost for words on how great they looked offensively against the Bills Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill each had over 100 receiving yards. Patrick Mahomes threw for over 300. And the Bills defense just could not stop the high-powered Kansas City offense. And then you have on the other side, you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, an underdog pretty much on all three of their games except Washington. They go into Washington. they, They win. They go into a tough environment in New Orleans and win. And then they also go to a tough environment in green bay and get the job done so and for my two listeners and also more listeners that are coming in welcome to swoop radio um we have a lot in store today we're doing some super bowl talk again for this first topic but um we're gonna get into some bets literally in a a couple minutes but tom brady there's just there's just two one thing i learned in this past decade there's two things you never do in sports don't bet against Tom Brady, and don't you ever bet against LeBron James. Those are the two people that I will never bet against. LeBron James, playoff, run, we already know that. Tom Brady in the playoffs is just a different animal. I don't know what it is. He got luck on his... It's a mixture of luck and also skill, and that's why he's going to his 10th Super Bowl. So, without further ado, I'm also going to give you guys and start this segment off with my prediction for the game. If you guys are looking for the, and if you guys are, if you guys are looking for a prediction, obviously I think, I honestly think the Kansas City Chiefs are the better football team. I think that Spagnola, on the the defensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, is one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL. Um, ever since he left New York, he has been, he he has really helped that Kansas City defense tremendously. And then on the other side, you have Todd Bowles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's going to be the matchup of the game. So the matchup of the game is going to come down to which defensive front can get more pressure. And for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they have more of the big names. They have they have Devin White. They have a solid. They have the the My fault, guys. I was stuttering. They have Sue. They have JPP. They have they have studs in their front seven. That can really pose fits in the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line, which is out their best offensive lineman in Eric Fisher. So that's another huge blow to Kansas City. So Eric Fisher, their starting left tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs, is not playing in this game. He got hurt late in the championship round. So you gotta look at that matchup. Ken and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, in my opinion, have the better front seven out of the two teams. Other than Jones on the Kansas City Chiefs, they don't really have a pass rush. And when you play up against when you play against Tom Brady, you need to blitz them two A-gaps. And for those who do not know what A-gaps are, it's literally the two gaps between the center and the guard, the two front gaps. If you're not blitzing up that middle and getting in Tom Brady's face and giving Tom Brady plenty of time to throw the ball, it's going to be a rough night. So Spagnuolo is going to have to mix in some blitzes and really put pressure in on Tom Brady because Tom Brady will throw interceptions. You saw that in the Green Bay game. Green Bay had great pressure on him on all three of his interceptions. They got in his face, made him throw it and rushed uh, one second sooner. That's that's the goal with all these elite quarterbacks. You want them to just throw off their timing and get them off a of rhythm. So that's going to be the matchup of the game for the Kansas City Chiefs. Can their defense blitz the A-gaps and also mix in some secondary blitzes from the outside and get to Tom Brady and get in his face. If they, if they do that, the Chiefs should win the game. But if they don't consistently, and you give Tom Brady extra life, sayonara, rest in peace, because we already know what's gonna happen. Tom Brady, is this, this is the same man that threw for 500 yards in the Super Bowl against my Eagles. So trust me, I know when Tom Brady is playing his best. So that's the matchup for the Kansas City defense. But now on the other side, you have the Tampa Bay defense. And what is their front seven going to do to Patrick Mahomes? Again, the Chiefs are out or without their left tackle. So I definitely think that they should blitz on that side, wherever wherever Eric Fisher is supposed to be lined up. I know, I believe it's the left tackle. Blitz on that side and get into the face of Patrick Mahomes. Because Patrick Mahomes is a big home run hitter. He loves to take the deep shot. He loves to go for the home run. And he has, and obviously he has the arm and he has the talent for it. So if you can get in his face and make him hold on to the ball, that's a win. So that secondary is going to be huge on how they play. All of those guys, because you have Tyreek Hill, you have Travis Kelsey, then you have Sammy Watkins, you have Demarcus Robinson, you have Hardman, like, then you have coming out of the backfield, I know Le'Veon Bell, he's had a little banged up and he hasn't really been playing, but like, then you have, I know Edwards-Alaire got hurt, but then you have Williams, like, the Kansas City Chiefs have a lot of weapons, so it's gonna come down to, again, pressure on both sides, I know I may sound like I'm repeating myself, but... It is. It just comes down to pressure. Blitzing the A gaps for on Tom Brady and for Patrick Mahomes coming from the outside, making him slide up to the pocket. Then that's when you have your linebackers and everybody, and you're you're good. So now without further ado, let's get to the actual bets for tonight's game. Um, so as we transition to this screen, obviously this is a huge parlay that I did, which means if I win this parlay i'm gonna be cashing out some big bucks so these are just some players for you guys to look at um you guys don't have to bet the exact the exact way i am you guys can make a smaller parlay or mix it up but the over under for tom brady's passing yards was over 300 and i didn't like that i honestly think tampa bay is gonna run the ball a little bit more than people are going to expect and because of that, I think Tom Brady around the 275 passing yard mark is the perfect bet for tonight. Tom, there's just something about now. I and, and here's the thing with this bet. All Tom Brady has to do is get the 275 and you're sitting pretty. Tom Brady can throw for 400, 500, but you're already like, I already won. I already won with Tom Brady because Tom Brady just needed 275. Another one, Patrick Mahomes, his over under was 329 and a half yards. I'm looking at that. I'm like, I, I don't like that. I think that's too high. Those extra 20 yards mean everything. that's what I've learned through sports betting. Those extra 20 yards, 30 yards, they mean everything. Now, do I think Patrick Mahomes will throw for over 300 yards? Yes, because the Kansas City Chiefs don't really have the best of run games. And Pat, you have Patrick Mahomes, you have Travis Kelsey, you have Tyreek Hill. And on the other side, you have Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, which leads to my next bets. I honest, Tyreek Hill is a home run hitter. He is an absolute speed demon. And I think he's going to hit. He's going to have at least one game where he goes for over 40 yards. And because of that, I have Tyreek Hill at 80 receiving yards. I could have went higher for 100 but that just would have been too much pressure on them. Again, I took a couple safe bets. So I have a lot of bets here on this screen, but there are a lot of just safe, secure bets that you guys can really cash out on. So Tyree Kill, 80 receiving yards, easy. The reason why I have Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey both to get 80 receiving yards is because I feel like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to get stops on this this Kansas City offense. But I also think that Travis Kelsey is going to get his. And I also, I also think that Tyree Kill is also going to get at least five catches. So if you do the math, that's about 80 yards right there for both players. And I also have Travis Kelsey scoring a touchdown. That is my lock of the week. Travis Kelsey, there's no way he's not going to score in tomorrow's game. There's two guys, without a doubt, I know are going to score. And that's Travis Kelsey and that's Mike Evans. Those two guys, because think about it, who on the Kansas City secondary can stop a Mike Evans fade, fade route? No one, as you sit and think. And then who's going to stop, trap? because with Travis Kelsey, it's not just lining him up on the outside, but then he can also do the shovel pass, or even the underhand pass. Andy Reid's play calling in the red zone, he loves to get it to Travis Kelsey, easy, so those are my two locks. Travis Kelsey and Mike Evans was a plus one oh six to score. So that for those who do not know sports betting, if you're if you're in the plus, all you gotta do is put a little bit of money out, and you're gonna get a little, and you're gonna get a lot more in return. Travis Kelsey was like a minus like one sixty or something because it, it's too predictable. You know he's gonna score. And then my upset, my my because I have Tampa Bay winning this game. I think it's going to come down to a field goal. I got Tampa Bay winning 34 to 31. I think both teams put over 30, and I think the over it the over will be covered. Um, so if you guys want to bet over-unders, I know that I'm getting a little sidetracked, but m- on my other ticket that I don't have here, I just put a two, it's a two-part ticket. I bet the Kansas City Chiefs to lose the game. I have Tampa Bay winning outright, and then I have Tampa Bay um covering the over the over under is 56 and a half so i think both teams will put up 30 and my upset my sleeper pick for you guys is leonard fournette leonard fournette's rushing yards and also leonard fournette getting a touchdown let's be honest tom brady has instilled the patriot culture in tampa bay tom brady is the system he proved that this year and what do the what are the Patriots always known for? I'll give you guys like 10 seconds to think about this. What are the Patriots known for? The Patriots are actually known for having at least that one stud running back that breaks tackles and can get into the end zone. When they won their Super Bowl with the Los Angeles Rams and also, the Atlanta Falcons who was their running back now LeGarrette Blunt wasn't part of their sixth Super Bowl but LeGarrette Blunt was part of the Patriots two Super Bowls when they beat Seattle and when they also beat Atlanta and he was that big bruiser type of back that can break tackles and get in the end zone and during these playoffs Leonard Fournette has had over 50 yards in all three games and has scored a touchdown in two of them and his odds to score a touchdown is like plus 160 plus 200 that's easy money for you guys right there so those are my three people that i think are going to score a touchdown travis kelsey mike evans and leonard fournette those are my three and then tom brady patrick mahomes i didn't go i didn't like the over under for their yards, so i went a i went a block under and and if they go over i'm sitting pretty and then the receivers, Tyree Kill, 80 yards, easy. Chris Godwin, he's had over 100 yards in back-to-back games. 70 yards is all he needs. Great. Mike Evans, 70 yards. I know he has, and and he is due for a big game. Mike Evans, he hasn't really exploded, but he's had he's had good, consistent games. So I think Mike Evans is due for a big game. And then Travis Kelsey, 80 yards. And then my last bet for today is Leonard Fournette getting just 50 yards and also scoring a touchdown. And if all these hit, I know it's a lot and it's a lot of pressure. And I hate how parlays work because usually at least 60% of your parlay would be perfect. And then you usually get one or two wrong. But... Those are my bets for the Super Bowl and my official prediction for you guys. You heard it here first. I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to beat the Kansas City Chiefs 34-31. to 31. Tom Brady wins his seventh Super Bowl and solidifies already the GOAT conversations. Um, but what do you guys think, obviously? Um, and for my podcast, and if you guys are missing out on this live stream today my podcast will be out tomorrow as well i want to know i know i put a poll up on instagram but who do you guys think is going to win this game do you guys think the chiefs are going to win do you guys think the bucks are going to win just tune in tomorrow if you missed this podcast if you guys are on now let's party let's have a good one um but we'll be right back here on swoop radio with josh sanchez we're going to transition and i'm going to talk about matthew Stafford getting traded to the detroit lions now to the los angeles rams from the lions what does this mean for both teams and also their weird coach and his weird press conference and then i'm also going to conclude with some quick super quick basketball talk but you guys listen to swoop radio with josh sanchez we'll be right back All right, guys, and we are back. Welcome back to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. I'm your host and man. So the first topic for you guys that missed the first topic, I got into some Super Bowl talk. And now we got to talk about Matthew Stafford getting traded to the Los Angeles Rams for a scrub of a quarterback in Jared Goff and three picks, including two first rounders, in 2022 and 2023 and a third round pick in this year's 2021 draft man what a deal this was because Matthew Stafford for you guys who do not know he's been the quarterback for the Lions for over a decade he's been to the playoffs three times he's lost all three games man he he's thrown for over like almost 400 passing touchdowns and still doesn't have any wins to show for it and and a lot of it is because the Detroit Lions are a joke of a franchise. Uh, I don't want to be so mean about the Detroit Lions but let's be honest like we're gonna keep it real here. The Detroit Lions, when was the last time they have been consistently good? You have to go all the way back to Barry Sanders in the 90s and even then they stunk. Like I don't know how I don't know how you can run a sports franchise and be this bad for decades. Like, I get it. Like, you go through five, six years of being terrible and being trash. But I don't know how the heck do you go decades with being trash. Like, how many high draft picks have you missed? How many? Like, I get it. Like, no one wants to go to Detroit. I I mean, Detroit's actually a pretty cool city. But, like, what have you done in the past two decades? You had Calvin Johnson. You had Matthew Stafford. No consistent running back since Barry Sanders. Like, what are you as a franchise? And what are they going to do next year? This team is not going to be good next year. You got rid of your best player. And you got in return, yes, you got two picks, so that's good for the future. I'm really happy for the Lions in that regard. About time the Lions can actually have a couple drafts where they have a couple first rounders. That's good for the future, especially if you know that you're not good enough to win now. Stack up and load up on draft picks. That's what the good teams do. And hopefully you hit on one or two of those and you're set. But man, the Lions got Jared Goff, and you guys, if everyone's listening to my podcast for a while, I have never been a Jared Goff guy. I honestly think he stinks as a quarterback, should not have been number one overall, in my opinion, and I hate, I get why quarterbacks go number one, but unless this quarterback is like Trevor Lawrence, like and I'm big on Trevor Lawrence, I think he's going to be big, and even Joe Burrow last year, like Joe Burrow is a stud. I see why Joe Burrow went number one. I don't understand why Jared Goff went number one. He went to South, he, wanted, he went to Southern Cal. And he didn't do anything there. Like he stunk. It's not like Southern Cal was like all of a sudden like a bowl team. Like they might have made a bowl. They might have been a bowl eligible for one year. But they weren't contending in the Pac-12. Why did he go number one? I don't get it. But anyway, the Rams thought saw what I saw and what everyone else has been seeing that hey this guy stinks we have a number one defense in the NFL with Jalen Ramsey that's an absolute stud yeah he is crazy as hell but that man can lock down anybody if you guys are ever bored look up DK Metcalf versus Jalen Ramsey and then come back to me Yo Josh, man, I didn't know Jalen Ramsey was like that. No, this this man is the truth in Jalen Ramsey. He is a legit shutdown corner and he talks a lot of smack, but he backs it up. And you got to be crazy being a DB in the NFL. You have to be. Literally, if you touch somebody, it's a flag. You got to be crazy. But anyway, I'm going off tangent. You have a number 1 defense in Los Angeles. Literally, your only weakness on your team is your quarterback. Your quarterback stinks against good teams. He stinks. Yeah, he led you to the Super Bowl, but those play action naked bootlegs are not working anymore. That was 2017, 2018. The NFL has picked up on what the Rams have done, which is why the Rams have really haven't ever since the Super Bowl. They haven't these past two years. They haven't gotten over the hump. And that's because they don't have a quarterback that can get them over the hump. Now they get Matthew Stafford. I Do I think Matthew Stafford is an elite quarterback? No, not really. But do I think Matthew Stafford is an upgrade compared to Jared Goff? Oh, yeah. I think he's a huge upgrade to Jared Goff. You guys got to remember, Matthew Stafford, people love to go ooh and ah over Patrick Mahomes, his sidearm and baseball throw this man Matthew Stafford was doing it this whole decade but the problem is he plays on such a terrible organization that no one gets to see the highlights of Matthew Stafford dropping no-look dimes and throwing the ball side arms and no one sees that because again the Lions are trash of an organization so that's so I, I honestly think the Rams got an upgrade I think the Rams will win a division next year they are they should have won the division this year I lost a lot of respect for Russell Wilson in these playoffs I did I don't know you throw four you throw for 45 percent completion percentage I get it it's against Jalen Ramsey and stuff but his decision making was awful but anyway that's another side topic. So, what does this mean for Wentz and Watson? Because I've noticed this a lot. Because if you went back a couple years ago when Carson Wentz was all in on the Eagle, all in on the Eagles organization. So I have to put my phone down for this. It's about to get real, guys. Notice how every coach and anyone else that well that joined the Eagles and that was new to the Eagles uniform, Carson Wentz went on Twitter and reached out and like hey guys welcome to the city of brotherly love welcome the eagles hired nick serrani last week there was no tweet from carson wentz and now you have guys that are legit that have legit credibility there is two guys in the sporting world that if they if they announce any news i shut up stop what i'm doing and i read and in basketball, that's Adrian Wojnarowski, Woj Bomb, and in the NFL, it's Adam Schefter. I was tuning in to 97.5 The Fanatic yesterday morning, and Adam Schefter, Adam Schefter, my fault, Schefter, he went on air and said that Carson Wentz once out of Philadelphia when this man speaks in Adam Schefter, Schefter, geez, I'm having a rough time. You listen, you just listen. And man, Carson Wentz definitely, it's different. You look at his Twitter, look at his Twitter from a couple years ago to now. He's not greeting anybody. He wants out, he's done. He's like, look, I given up. And the fact, and honestly, Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie love each other. They have to love each other. They have to have some deep-rooted bond, because based off of Howie's track record, he should have been gone too. They got rid of the coach. We're probably gonna get. We're probably gonna get rid of Carson Wentz. Wentz wants out, and he, and he even though he's being silent on everything, Carson Wentz always welcomes people when they join the the Eagles. There's none of that anymore. There's none of of it. Nada. He wants out. The Eagles are a mess. And this is the three-year anniversary. We won the Super Bowl, the Eagles, three years ago. Three years ago, I was partying down Broad Street, running around. I almost jumped on some cars. That's how how lit I was that night. Dabbing, Dabbing up everybody. Three years later. This organization from top to bottom is a joke. How does that happen in three years? How? But anyway, so that's what this means for Wentz. So if we trade Carson Wentz, there's going to be a huge cap hit of over $30 million. And if Matthew Stafford what gave the Rams, gave up three picks for Matthew Stafford, Carson Wentz is definitely worth two first round picks at least but yeah Carson Wentz is definitely he's definitely changed he's not as he's definitely not happy and I mean I get it the organization failed around you but it's not let's be honest you stunk you were trash this whole year this whole year you had me cussing at my tv every game because of how trash you were Throwing 15 interceptions in 12 games or some nonsense. Like, what? So, yeah. So, that's what the trade means for Carson. This trade means for Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz's value is at least two first-round picks. And teams like the Colts. I'm the Saints, I'm giving a look. If I am... The Raiders, I'm, I'm giving it a look. If I am... Think of names on top of my head. If I'm the Chicago Bears, I'm giving it a look because Carson Wentz can definitely play. He's not a terrible quarterback. He just had an awful year, and he definitely wants out. He's not going to say it because he's too much of a. I'm not going to finish that statement, buddy. But you guys get what I'm saying. (sighs) Just can't believe it. Three years later, it's depressing. It's so depressing but another guy in deshaun watson i've been wanting to talk about this for the longest time deshaun watson for you guys who do not know is my favorite quarterback in the nfl always has been i have a watson jersey in clemson i also followed his days in georgia when he was playing ball there's something about him i i just vibe with him i love his style i love the way how he plays the game He's not really like he's not as fast as Lamar Jackson, but he can get open, he can run when he wants to. And he deserved all of the Pro Bowl recognition this past year. And the Houston Texans, another organization that is an absolute freaking joke. How do you have a top five quarterback arguably in the league? And you and the whole team around you sucks. You get rid of DeAndre Hopkins and JV Unclowney. Don't even get a first-round pick in return. Stupid. Just stupid. I, I don't get it. Like, how, how stupid are you? <sighs> but what? But if I'm Deshaun Watson, the Texans won at least three or four first-round picks. I don't know about four, but three first-round picks can happen. If I am... If if I'm Deshaun Watson, I know there's talks about him wanting to go to the Jets. I don't want to go to the stinking Jets. Not yet. The Jets need to, the Jets need to start drafting a little bit better. I know the Jets defense is a sleeper defense, and they're very good actually, but they need a little bit more help on their offensive line, and they need to find a running back. Frank Gore is like hundred years old, and he is your leady running back. You need you need you need to figure something out. So once they figure that out. All right, I like it. Deshaun Watson, come to New York. It would be a perfect fit. Deshaun Watson is an absolute stud at quarterback. No disrespect to Sam Darnold, but his career ended when we all found out he got mono. Like, how do you get mono? How? In a a league where players are literally one play away from breaking their leg in half, this quarterback misses four games because of mono. Because he couldn't keep his lips shut. Disgusting. That's when that's when I knew his career was going to end. <laughs> no disrespect whatsoever. But it's, the facts are the facts. But. Deshaun Watson. I know the Texans. At least three first round picks. Miami is a team. That I am hoping Deshaun Watson goes to. They'll give up two of ILOGA. So. No disrespect to Tua, but the Texans will have their franchise quarterback in Tua Vialoa. and then they also have a top three pick, and they also have their first round pick this year, and then next year they have two first round picks, so they can give up three picks and Tua for Deshaun Watson, and then they got an they got a squad. The Miami's defense is legit. They have a good solid run game. Well, their run game is okay. They could definitely get a running back. But that's what your second, third, and even a first round pick next year is for. That's when you get your skill, guys. So, Jets, Dolphins, Saints again. I know that, but the Saints are, they have so much cap hit. So, the Saints are going to have to be delayed for another year. The Bears, another team. Wouldn't that be funny? The team that should have drafted you ends up trading for you. That would be hilarious. I'm, I'm sorry. You can't make this crap up. But yeah, so that's what the trade honestly means for Wentz and Watson. Wentz would be gone for at least two picks, maybe two first and a third. Because I Wentz is definitely, I definitely would think Wentz, Wentz is definitely worth that. And then same with Deshaun Watson's worth more. He proved it this year. So... That concludes the second topic for today's podcast. We are not going to go to break because I want to end on some Sixers talk because my boys in blue, Philadelphia. When was the last time we can say that the Sixers had a, they won all their games on the road. Godly, you got to go back to like three, four years ago. That's my boy Sixers. That's my Sixers. And something to look forward to in the future with this Sixers team is when things get rough on the on the defensive end let's say like a, the Nets are on a little bit of a run and we're struggling if we switch to the zone of death that 2-3 zone where you have Simmons and Thibel up top and then you have Embiid down low good luck honestly good luck for the rest of the league in, of in putting up points the Sixers went on a 31 to six run to end the Indiana Pacers game. I'm silent. I, I dropped the mic. There's no beating that. There's there's no stopping that. Sorry. Matisse Thybulle is a stud on the defensive end and should be second team All Defense this year. If he gets at least if he gets up to 20 minutes a game. And averages over more than two steals and gets almost a block a game in 20 minutes. Second team all defense. Come on, stop it, stop it, stop it. But yeah, that zone was crazy. Sixers are now first in Eastern Conference, 16 and six. We got the Trailblazers tonight. I'm recording on Thursday. Podcast will be out Friday. So, and then we also have a big game against the Nets on Saturday. Sorry, guys, I won't be able to live stream that game. But, man, man, oh, man, oh, man. Sixers look good. Flyers, they lost a tough one to the Bruins last night. They were up 3-1 and blew it. But they're sitting in the top of the Eastern Conference as well. So, the winner teams are getting it done. The Eagles are a hot mess, though. hot mess. Dumpster fire. And on a year, it's three-year anniversary of one of the best days of my life, too. It's, It's sad. So... This concludes this week's podcast for Swoop Radio. I'm your host, Josh Sanchez. Thank you, everyone, that tuned in to Twitch. For everyone that missed, not to worry. The podcast will be out on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern time. Just search Swoop Radio, and I'll pop right up. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Stay safe. And this is Josh signing off. Swoop.